first one is from Galatians 2, 19 through 20. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, with Messiah. It is, <clears throat> and it is no longer I who live, but it is Messiah who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith or faithfulness of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The uh, final verse is from 2 Corinthians. It's 2 Corinthians 5.17. So if anyone is in Messiah, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Look, new things have come into being. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me start with a story about what happened on a Sunday after Christmas at St. Peter and St. Paul's Church in England. Father John was looking at the nativity scene prior to packing away the figures, and he noticed that baby Jesus' figure was missing. He looked everywhere in the sanctuary to search for the baby Jesus' figure, but he was not able to find it. With disappointment, he came back to his parsonage, and he was about to ask his wife if she ever saw the baby Jesus' figure. Then he saw his latest son, Harry, with a red wagon. And in the wagon was the figure of a little baby Jesus. Father John walked up to Harry and said, oh, where Harry? Where did you get the little infant? Harry replied honestly, I took him from the church. And Father John asked him, why did you take him? With a sheepish smile, Harry said, well, about a week before Christmas, I prayed to little Jesus. And I told him if he would bring me a red wagon for Christmas, I would give him a ride <laughs> around the block in it. Happy New Year. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas with your family and with your friends. When a new year comes, many people make New Year's resolutions, even though they know that their New Year's resolution would not last long. In a most recent study, Professor Kathleen Milkman from the University of Pennsylvania defines this phenomenon as the fresh start effect. According to her research, making resolutions help people to feel like that they have a clean slate. Even if they do not keep their resolution, the action itself creates a natural motivation to work harder, to pursue the goal, and to help people 
focus on the pursuit of goals at other times throughout the year. Last night, you maybe made a wish for a new year while watching all the, the ball drop at the Times Square. Or you may be reflect on your past year and made a new year's resolutions. Or you maybe just spent time with your family and friends. No matter how you started your new year, I want to invite you all to join me for a fresh start to the new year with our new sermon series entitled Fresh Start. So let's watch the uh, intro video. about this that you will play. Oh, should I play? Oh, looks like it's not working. Okay, then that's fine. Would you join me a prayer? There's <laughs> <laughs> a message. It didn't it doesn't need to be played. <laughs> God's telling you it's okay. It's okay. I'm watching the video. <laughs> Holy God, we invite you to come to this place. And we invite you to touch our hearts and our minds. Today is the first day of a new year. With your spirit, Lord, draw up draw us closer to you and let today be a fresh start with you <clears throat> may the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight lord my rock and my redeemer amen the first thing we need to do in order to make a fresh start is to know the purpose of life. In other words, we need to know what we live for. Recently, I enjoyed watching a Korean drama entitled, Again, My Life. This drama deals with uh, the story of a man who died and resurrected his previous life because he could not defeat the villain, and he was killed. But fortunately, he obtained a new life and got a second chance of life. Then he leads very hard to make up for his failure. This drama was a hit because of the concrete storyline and the excellent acting skills that the main characters did. And also the story ends with a happy ending. While watching this drama, the most impressive thing for me was how the main character clearly understood the purpose of his life and how he genuinely lived 
to pursue the purpose of his life. I think it is the same thing for us. <clears throat> we need to know what we live for because knowing the purpose of life will guide and also will determine our thoughts and our actions. <clears throat> Each one of you might have a different purpose of life. Actually, one of my friends says her purpose of life is to buy a building and live the rest of her life without thinking or without worrying about the money. But as Christians, what purpose should we have? So let's read together today's scripture from Galatians to discover our purpose of life. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. <clears throat> in the life of which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Today's scripture reading is well known as a letter of Paul to the Galatians. Let me tell you a brief uh, historical background. The letter of Paul to the Galatians reflects a critical moment in the early Christian movement's struggle to define its mission and its identity. Particularly, the letter reflects an intra-Christian dispute over whether the marks of Jewish identity should be imposed upon Gentiles' converts. Actually, at the time, even the concept of Christianity had not been developed yet. However, there were two different groups beginning to emerge. One was Christian Jews, and another was Gentile Christians. And between these two groups, the debate regarding the ways of salvation, imposing Jewish ways of salvation, like circumcisions, and following the Jewish law, etc., became a hot issue. In order to prevent a fall into internal conflict, the Apostle Paul wrote a letter to the Galatians. And in the letter, Paul articulated what faith is and what it means for them to live as Christians. In the letter, Paul emphasizes that it is not important whether or not you are a Jew, or whether or not you have been circumcised. But the, most important, but, the, but the most important thing is whether or not you believe in Christ and you have faith in Christ. Because Paul believed that being circumcised and keeping the Jewish law were not essential for salvation but believing in Christ 
was essential for salvation. In his letter, Paul confesses his belief as follows. As we just read the scripture, for through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In the midst of introvert disturbance, Paul encouraged his fellow Christians to know the purpose of their lives. This is because knowing what they live for would guide them to live as Christians and would guide them how to act as Christians. Brothers and sisters, Jesus called each one of us to be his disciple. And Jesus commanded us to go and make new disciples all around the world. For the last two years, we have been living in a world where everything was limited because of the fear of the coronavirus. It was a time when worship was regulated and public gatherings and fellowship were limited and regulated. And we were physically and socially isolated. I'm not saying that the coronavirus is gone, but still around, but it doesn't threaten our lives anymore. And now a new year has begun. And it is time for us to reflect our souls and reaffirm our purpose of life in order to have a fresh start. Paul clearly teaches us that Christ should be the purpose of our lives because Christ is the one who gives us life and who brings us life and who can create the new creation in each one of us. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians, so if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Look, new things have come into being. So today, I want you to have a fresh start by reading the Wesleyan Covenant Prayer. And later, we're going to um, read this prayer together. And after that, you are invited to receive the Holy Communion and also blessings. And this time, uh, I want to invite you to kneel down at the altar rail and receive the Holy Communion and take a moment to confess your sins and to have a refreshed start with our Lord.
So please join me in the Wesleyan Covenant prayer that renews our covenant with God. You can follow uh, the prayer on the screen, or I believe it's in the blizzard. Um, no, 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 yeah, the only screen. I am no longer my own but thine. Put me to what thy wilt. Rank me with whom thy wilt. Put me to dream, put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee. Exalted for thee or brought low for thee. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I fully and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine, and I am thine, so be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be fortified in heaven. Amen. 